It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. All right, we're up and running. It's Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. Let's see, today is the third. We're recording this for September 4th, 2020. 2020. We all say 2020, don't we? Yes. 2020. I think Barbara Walters is to blame for that. I think so. That's why it's in our heads. Yeah. 2020. CKLW 2020 News. <laughs> if you're there when news happens, blab it to the big eight. <laughs> That's right. There was, that was a radio station in eight. Canada. that 2020 News. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, a lot of people haven't heard that radio station, but it was a very Byron big, McGregor, right? Yeah, right. Byron yes. McGregor. He yes. was yeah. huge from the newsman. And it yep. had a 50,000-watt signal that would skip all over the country. So you could, 36 states, something like yeah, that? Yeah, you could hear yeah. it almost anywhere. Yeah. All right, well, whew. What are the biggest uh, things that we want to talk about tonight? Uh, I will say, um, with Labor Day weekend approaching mm-hmm. uh, and the, all the coronavirus stuff, that we should go over a, a little bit of this stuff. Um, as Labor Day approaches, Dr. Fauci urges caution to avoid a coronavirus surge. So, to me... Um, I already thought we were in a coronavirus surge. We are. <laughs> you get you get the you get the star in your forehead, Bob. Thank you. You're so, um, uh, uh, or maybe it's a, instead of a surge, maybe it's a sturge is. Sturgis. <laughs> I see what you did there. The motorcycle reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That anyway. didn't happen. A few what, what people. Mean? What do you mean it didn't happen? I mean, it was an outdoor event. Let's not go overboard with the potential. A super spreader is more likely going to happen indoors. Right. And we're still going to have a PPE shortage when it happens, by the right. way. That's On the true. flip side of that, did you see that Millinocket uh, wedding in Maine? Like, was a big outbreak. I think there were 40 cases after just a small function room. And that was just okay. among the crustaceans. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, ha- by the way, have any of you ever been to Millinocket, Maine? I have. No. Is, is it uh, a sleepy burb? So what it is, is it's this town very near the northmost end of the Appalachian Trail. And there is a mountain called Mount Katahdin up there. And when you, uh, you know, do the Appalachian Trail, it ends at this, at this cliff called the Knife's Edge on Mount Katahdin and it's outside of this little town called Millinocket. And the only reason I know about Millinocket is that when I was in a band back when I was like 22 years old, uh, we would get jobs to drive to gigs that no one else wanted to drive that far to play. (laughs) A band of idiots is what you're saying. Pretty much what it was. And um, this guy who ended up becoming my best man, by the way, Ed Melhoid Agency, I believe he got us this gig. He was like, it's a little ways up there. It's like eight hours. <laughs> You're going to love it, though. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Place will be packed. And it's in this little backwoods hick town called Millinocket, Maine, which is, is as close to the Old West as you can get in the East. And uh, anyway, so we drove up there, and the band was all excited because of this hike. So we did this incredible hike, which I've, I've since done a couple times uh, more. When you get to the lake where the hike starts, there's like moose, not like deer, not like elk, which, you know, Seattle people have seen lots of elk and we've seen lots of deer. But we're talking moose 
glorious, you know, they, they, they look like they're 50 foot long. They're not that big, but they're huge. There's antlers in the treetops. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, um, and, and this lake was surrounded by moose. And I remember that was crazy. And then we did this hike and you get to the top of this uh, trail. It feels like cheating because we didn't hike the whole Appalachian Trail. It was just like yeah. a five or six mile hike. But it was a spectacular place, and, and and at the end of the day, we had this gig in Millinocket, and we kind of sucked. But they hard. They <laughs> but had it was the first any... time they'd ever heard "Brown Eyed Girl." Yeah, that's that... right. They, they have hardly any bands, so they were thrilled. Of course, they were. And the band I was in at the time was a bunch of young guys who were kind of, kind of good looking. Mm-hmm. So. I don't want to give too much away for. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> well, let me put it Take to this way. Home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like the Eddie Money song. Yes. And I remember because I wasn't much, uh, you know, I, I'm not a player uh, and have never been. Uh, mm-hmm. But I remember this, like, this girl in, like, you know, ponytails mm-hmm. who wearing some kind of coveralls just went, I'm going to get that one. <laughs> and uh after that my memory is really really fuzzy as in i'm not going to tell you the rest of the story but um but anyway so when someone goes you ever hear of melodic had made there's a oh, part yeah. of me that goes wow yes long time like 40 years ago i may have a child there for all i know <laughs> uh, um, hmm so there was this wedding, and I, I can't remember the exact number, but it is an outbreak It's of sorts. I oh want to say 40 cases spreading, oh and it was a spreader. Yeah, a super yeah. spreader event. Yeah. And and here's the problem with that, uh, the problem with all of this. Now, uh, by the way. Or, or, or corona. Go ahead. Marriage or corona, what's the problem? Oh, so the problem is, that this is what's going to happen to our quiet New England towns. I've been bragging that we have no coronavirus cases. Yeah, see? But a couple of weeks ago in uh, Killington, which is a ski area around here, somebody had like a wedding or some kind of event, and there were 19 cases there. Oh, my God. And, what, and then we have people co- going to school, going to college, and you know all these kids coming in from new york and boston and everywhere else and they're going to create these outbreaks um there's by the way the august 7th wedding in millinocket is now linked to a total of 144 cases and two dead people wow wow yeah so look what i the story i just told you was way better for the millinocket chamber of commerce (laughs) That's true. <laughs> In good times, I should say. Um, yes. You know, the six-foot rule wouldn't have worked for me that night. Wasn't Maine kind of priding, priding itself about, you know, keeping the borders really clamped down and whatnot? I thought they were really strict. Yes. And, um, look, Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont have all been fairly low, although uh, the New Hampshire areas that are suburbs of Boston – you know, mm-hmm. down around Manchester, they've had outbreaks too. But up in our area, we've got literally towns that haven't had a single case. And, um, you know, we're, we're hillbillies. So uh, um, we have a, a little bit of a false sense of security, I think. Well, everybody wants to make sure Uncle Joe over in Petticoat Junction doesn't get it. <laughs> yep. 
well, I'll, I might get it if I, if I don't stay away from that damn water tower. That's right. Um, so in the meantime, there are lots. I, I was thinking about the news and how people don't know what's fake and what's real or what's slanted and what's not slanted. And there are so many interesting developments happening now, but interesting and raw science don't get a lot of clicks. So you might not have heard of any of this stuff. I mean, there's some really fascinating stuff. Um, The mortality rate of coronavirus... Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I hate to say this, but if you're a Republican or a conservative, yeah, you want it to magically disappear because then you can go, Dolja! <laughs> oh, I heard that tonight, as yeah. a matter of fact, among some Republican friends. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. I, I had to talk somebody, I'm honest to God, dude, I had to, I had to chastise somebody to, for not wearing a mask in my vehicle. It was an open Jeep, so it wasn't a big deal. But right, he's right. Like, ah, that's overrated, that mask thing. I'm like, dude, grab a clue from the clue bag. Well, <laughs> so here's the problem. There is actually some news that the mortality rate is going down that is puzzling to scientists. I watched this guy, Dr. John Campbell, out of uh, London, out of Britain, uh, almost every day, and he was uh, talking about it yesterday. And they don't know, and and by the way, that's the other thing. People don't click on a link that says, we need more research, we're not sure. Nobody clicks on that. Nope. And so what he said was, in Europe, the rising cases would indicate that the death rate should also rise, but it's not. Uh And it's staying down really low, like... So it could be mutating in our favors. Well, what he said was, and there's a ton of possibilities, and he he prefaced it by saying, we don't know. I mean, one reason the death rate could not be rising is that those of us with pre-existing conditions, this would be a good time to do your fat Albert impression. (laughs) (laughs) People with pre-existing conditions or even just old are being more careful yeah. Than younger people. So when and it initially swept through nursing homes, um, you know, there was no there was nothing stopping it. So that the one. Another is these viruses do mutate and over time, mm-hmm. coronaviruses uh, specifically, it's not an unusual pattern for them to get less lethal. Weaker weaker, yeah. And that's possible. We don't know it we don't actually have data that proves that. Well, more testing would solve that, would it not? Right. Well, and then several other things are that we have lots of effective treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, hydroxychloroquine is not one of them. No, <laughs> but they are learning more about how to treat the illness. Though. But they are finding things that work. The blood okay. plasma, uh, again, we didn't have time to do research with control groups. And so what we just have is the death rates going down and lots of people are getting this plasma, right. including... My friend, uh, who almost died, Chuck Opperman, he got the plasma, and two, three days later, he was on the mend. Wow. Hmm. So uh, that's one thing. All sorts of different treatments are seeming to be effective, and that's helping. So here's the problem you might run into as a liberal, and I believe there are few of you in the room with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the problem, and and, and this is a real problem, uh, because... Secret. No one will say this out loud, 
But every liberal wants stuff to be so bad that Trump doesn't get reelected and then get magically better right after the election. Mm, not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. I'm hearing denial. That's what denial <laughs> sounds like. Well, I'm not. A, I don't identify as a liberal, but okay. Okay, but but look, if you haven't lusted after that idea, at least, even if you don't say it out loud, yeah. it'd be like if all of a sudden it was announced tomorrow that it has mutated and it's no worse than the flu. And by the way, the vaccine will just be distributed on November 1st and President Trump takes credit for it. What are you going to do? I have no problem with that. He's going to take credit for it anyway. Okay. I mean, even before it's out. But are you going to vote for him? I can't vote. Oh, that's Bob. right. You're a convicted fellow. No, I mean you're Canadian. <laughs> I'm a convicted Canadian. You're yeah. a convicted Canadian. I have Canadian and convictions. Right. Let me talk to Zip because he's definitely in the Rachel Maddow uh, Thanksgiving oh, God, invitation I cut list. It out. Yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving invitation. Yeah. He's going to have turkey at Rachel Maddow's house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So, I'm, but do you see what I'm saying? He's bringing the sausage, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, do I see what you're saying? I, I can't side with it. No. Yeah, I suppose way back there somewhere in the catacombs of my mind. Bingo. Thank you for that. your honesty. Look, yes, yes. I even I was thinking tonight, what? They're going to start vac vaccinating on November 1st? Can't they wait till November 5th? <laughs> <laughs> See, now you bring a bias, yeah. I, Well, I'm honest about biases. Can't they, you know, can't they push it back four days? I mean, how many people will die in four days? Not that many. Oh, come on. But, uh, but anyway, it's kind of, it's interesting to just feel all the feelings that are going on with this because... It, it bugs me that we don't really have good authoritative information. Like even Dr. Fauci. I mean, Dr. Fauci, you play well with the president for the most part. You, you, you basically come on and give us a soundbite. Okay, here it is. The CDC told the states to prepare for possible coronavirus vaccine right. early November. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure is a good Politicized, sound. Politicized, who's to say? <laughs> um, but, but basically, no one is giving us the data. No one is saying, well, it, uh, and by the way, I did, I did contradict myself because the CDC actually did put out something. Uh, CDC now has an estimate of the COVID-19 death rate. And you know why we can't know what it is? Because there's a lot of money involved. That's one of the reasons. That's one. <laughs> that's the... Um, uh, Filthy Luca. Yeah, that's the deep state reason. Um, right. No, the real reason we can't know is because we don't have a way to know how many people have had it. We only know the confirmed cases. Uh, I'll tell you one person who's had it. Me. Up to here. <laughs> yes, of course, Dr. <laughs> Fauci. <laughs> Um, so, in other words, you can only look at increases of death per population, attribute them to COVID-19, divide it by population, and come up with a, a rough estimate. And uh, they have just said, the CDC, when was this out? Mr. Zipfeld, is this the yeah. Captain Jack the Fun King podcast? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is an old story. Uh -oh. Never mind. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. I can't believe I fell See? for this. 
Ah. I just Googled it and it says fact check. CDC estimates COVID-19 death rate 0.26% doesn't confirm it, which was uh, at that time much lower. Now, I don't know what it is now. Uh, some people are saying it's 0.05. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there, but what happens is when the facts get confusing then all sorts of clickbait comes out and says whatever it wants to say so everybody can argue that they read something different that's the really frustrating thing about this time don't you think i, I don't doubt that there's really coronavirus fact fatigue i think people are you know real or not just tired of thinking about it oh, we gotta move on move on move on talking back yeah. if i have to sit with dr robert redfield dr <laughs> stephen hahn the coronavirus task force uh, it's it's like watching paint dry <laughs> i can move my mouth with what they're going to say right it drives me crazy hey the rock got it how about was, that the rock and yeah, his family you know they're in our you got to wash your hands video are they yeah as like we're doing our best did you hear how he got it well, apparently uh, the rock a had a roll with somebody. Yeah, the <laughs> same way I got chlamydia. I said, "Are you okay?" And oh yeah, I I, I don't sleep around at all. Okay, um, let's go for it. <laughs> this is another over forty year old story, but oh god, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, what the rock said is they were with another family. Family member, yeah. No, I thought it was a family member. A, no, they relative. were with oh, okay. a family that they socialize with. Yeah who promised them that they were taking precautions. That's how I heard it anyway. Guess what The Rock is cooking? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> a vaccine. Uh-huh. So, anyway, actually, doing that Google search, I cannot come up with any recent story estimating what the actual mortality rate is. Nobody would listen. Now, how do you know, how do you know that Google search engine hasn't already been tainted <laughs> Uh, you don't. What you've been looking for. You, you know, don't because tank. just like Facebook and Twitter and everybody else, Google yeah. makes money by you clicking on stuff. And they can, but they for a price they'll bump you up. Right. And if I yeah. clicked on a story that told me all the other stories were not clicking on, I don't think that would be a good click. Move. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's well. the that's the latest. It, it there is no doubt that the mortality rate is going down which is problematic for those of us who want caution to stay high. Uh, fortunately, the vaccine really is close. And, um, you know, if it comes out tomorrow, I'd be happy with that. But my wife won't take it. Anti-vaxxer? She's, she's a cautious vaxxer. So she has been vaccinated for some things. But she doesn't do the flu every year because she thinks the track record of that vaccine has been shaky. And I'd have to agree with her. A lot of times it's not very effective. Well, they she, miss. Yeah. And she also will tell you, uh, look, she doesn't think it causes autism, but she, she will say it causes side effects. I mean, I, I just had the chicken pox thing, the shingles thing, and it messed me up for three days. So you've been messed up for longer, Bob. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> You're a science, a man of science, and I believe oh, everything yeah. you say. And I've seen your medical records. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here's another article that misquotes 
the mortality rate. Uh, this article is on Business Insider. It says the flu's death rate is 0.1% while the coronavirus death rate is 5.2. That's wrong. It's 5.2 of uh, positive cases. But since there are so many people who never get tested, who are asymptomatic or have light symptoms, we don't know what the rate is. Okay, this is really, really funny. <laughs> Bringing it to a screaming halt with the death stuff. I just felt, like, it off, look, Bob. I just I, felt I was, like it was important to talk. Could you put a cap on it, Dr. Fauci? Do you have some advice for us on this Labor Day weekend? And then I'll drop it and move on. Let me see. Can I just, could, yeah, let me squeeze this in here. <laughs> oh, please, I now, hope you're not having that? sex back then. <laughs> <laughs> not um, the time. Is this the type of thing like the the date of the vaccine release? Is that something that the Vegas odds makers would make book on? That's oh. a terrible thought. Ah, no, think? absolutely, they would do that. Let's bet the spread, boys. Yeah, uh, of course they would. Yeah, Why, there's nothing wrong with betting a friendly bet on it. Yeah. I say November first is the day. I'd bet. Well. The, All right. the World Health Organization may have something different to All say. Right. Before Zip preempted you with something more important, Dr. Fauci, I was going to give you the last word on this. I'm just saying the Trump administration will redirect some $62 million that is owed to the World Health Organization. Mm. So much for annual dues. Well, we don't, we're not part of the world anymore. We told the world to go fuck off, right? Yes, basically. They, <laughs> yeah. we, we gave them the index finger. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that works out in the long run. Oh, it's going to be come back to your starfish is what it's going to do. Uh, Trump did today tell a crowd to wear a mask around other people, despite not wearing one himself. Yes, liberals. <laughs> he also encouraged uh, supporters to vote twice, which that's all over the news. Which that's also highly illegal. Well, if they do it, he was just kidding. Oh, of course. Yeah. Everything yeah. that he says that gets him in shit, he's kidding. He's kidding. All right, Dr. Fauci, I want you to keep having a job. So we're going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Dr. You. Thank you. Bring back Ed Glad Kelly. you got your vocal cords back, Dr. <laughs> yeah. Fauci. That surgery helped a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what else uh, are we going to do before our comic gets here? By the way, he's going to be here in eight minutes. Uh, and Andrew has booked us a wonderful uh, comedian. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Kaczynski. Okay. So right. the P is silent. <laughs> In Philip? <laughs> no, it's Philip K-O-P Zinski. Kopzinski. 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 All right. Kopzinski. I'm gonna, we're taking the odds on this and the date of the virus. I have November 1st on the, dirus, on the virus and I have <laughs> Kopzinski. November 1st. How convenient. <laughs> uh, on the vaccination. Okay. Yeah. He'll be here in just a little bit. Meantime. Uh, let's see. In between time. In between time. Yes. Uh, what is the story with the former Royals? Oh, yeah. that's uh, they, they just signed a deal for 90-some-odd million yeah, dollars. Crazy money. Crazy. With Netflix, Bitcoin. right? Yeah. yeah. So, because, like, as this has unfolded, Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, at first it was like, these guys are crazy. They're walking away from millions of dollars for being royals, and they're renouncing their royalty and they're like yeah we're cool going to canada you know then <laughs> and people were estimating how much money they were giving up and i i heard uh prince philip say 
oh, we're going to you know give them a small stipend. Stipend, yeah. And some people thought that was 20, somewhere between <laughs> 20 and 40 million. Yeah. But they would be given up lots of, so apparently the royal family owns lots of real estate. It's not just real estate. It's like if you if you are the official royal, like it, things are branded with their their brand, if you will. Right. If, if they if they are the supplier to the royals, I see. So it's an endorsement deal of. But sorts. where do they keep their money? Is it like a big pile of gold with a dragon sitting on it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you really got to stop watching HBO. <laughs> just, just, you know. I, I yeah. mean, I don't know what's real anymore. It's not Game of Thrones. If a dragon flies over the White House, I'll believe it. Mother of dragons. <laughs> yeah, mother of dragons. You know what? I'd vote for her over Khaleesi? both oh, hell over yeah. either Trump or Biden. Yeah, well, Absolutely. I'd drink her bathwater. Khaleesi? Yes. Yeah, she'd be awesome. Um, the bathwater? It's an expression, Bob. It's yeah, really yeah, no, quite I, gross. <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> okay so megan and harry have signed a deal with uh, netflix for 97 million dollars you know megan and harry just doesn't sound like a royal couple it sounds like the people next door in a trailer park no <laughs> uh they've never produced a tv show in their lives but no. they are going to be producers making documentaries films scripted and kids programs yeah it's but you and i both know that being a producer is all about getting money together uh, executive oh, producing yeah. is getting money oh together, executive producers yeah uh basically go and raise money for i see yeah so netflix gives them 97 million and they raise a billion for netflix Pretty much. I mean, you know, they can just make calls. Would you would you care to contribute to this next film? You right. might make some money on it. It might tank, but you, you you get to hang with us in the after party. Wow. You know. <laughs> By the way, did you know that uh, the Obamas also signed a similar deal with Netflix in 2018? Wouldn't surprise wow. me. You know, know how much the Obamas was worth? I'm going to say about 40. 98 million. One really? million more than wow. the X... Your wow. ex-royals, if you were still royals, we could go 98. <laughs> and you want to be royals, royals. You yeah. can be a queen bee. By the way, they oh, were man. in talks with Disney and Apple before Apple, signing with yeah. Netflix. That's going to be the big platform, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a staggering deal, mm -hmm. uh, says PR guru Jonathan Shallot. Never before has a Hollywood studio got hold of a British royal family. This is historic. Because in the past, by the way, the queen would go, no, no. And then no, you wouldn't be able to do it. No, can't mm. do it. Mm. Can't lower ourselves to be associated with Hollywood. Oh, and here, and by the way, it is what you said, Ed. Meghan and Harry will hire shadow producers to do the actual work. Yep. But as yeah. executive producers, their names attached to any netflix project are gold dust yeah i was on the screen actors guild for 10 years as uh so you know this stuff yeah yeah i learned picked up a few things who else uh, just puts their name on something and gets all the money coming to netflix from the producers of nothing and the creative team behind no picture ever made comes a string of feature films documentaries dramas comedies and children's programs we hope 
A man whose only claim to fame is being born, and a woman that no one knew was already sort of famous before she married him, have joined forces. They are the most sought-after power couple in a business they were never really in. They abandoned their privileged life of royalty to become Hollywood royalty by signing a development deal worth a staggering $97 million. They are Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, the biggest names in entertainment. Fingers crossed. By the way, there are bonuses possible with this deal. Of course. That over time could increase their haul to more than $239 million. Called building in the back end. That's a lot of crumpets. So, (laughs) I know. And I feel really silly now feeling sorry for them when I read they were losing out on a lot of money by leaving the royal family. No, they'll be fine. Yeah. They're farting through silk, as they say. Oh, here's another note. (laughs) Prince Charles will be relieved because he can cut them off now. Yeah. Yeah. Like he did Diana. Yeah. Uh, How's Andrew doing these days? Oh, boy. Andrew (laughs) Andrew flew, which is why uh, we're getting Philip uh, tonight. So he's not available. Andrew is in. Oh, no. The other. He's talking about Prince Andrew. Prince Prince Andrew. Andrew. Oh, I thought you meant my self absorbed. (laughs) Well, in my royal family. He is the prince. He's Prince Andrew. You're a royal king. I don't know how Andrew's doing. You mean the one one who uh, hung out with Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. 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 Confidant. I believe that anytime there's an article about royals and he's not mentioned, Uh he's doing good that day. <laughs> he's so he's so branded by that whole picture oh, of forever. Yeah. 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 Trying to it say it wasn't forever. wasn't legit. Let's it was, see. It was absolutely legit. Let's see the most recent stories about him. Mm-hmm. Eleven hours ago, Epstein case's single biggest threat queen faced during reign, says an expert. Uh, Twelve hours ago, Prince Andrew reportedly met with the queen over. The Jeffrey Epstein scandal, according to a new report. When did he meet with her? That could be a dated story. Yeah. No, I don't think so. This is 12 hours ago. Hang on. Yeah, they've just reposted 12 hours ago. It doesn't make it a current story necessarily. You mean they got me to click on a story and it's going to be disappointing. (laughs) Let's see what it says. Prince Andrew has met with his mother, Queen Elizabeth, to discuss the fallout from the Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell sex trafficking uh, scandal. Uh, the Duke of York headed to Balmoral Castle, the home in Scotland, after last seeing the Queen in July. Uh, so this is recent. Uh, Andrew's legal team has said they've offered to meet with investigators, but uh, the FBI says uh, a phone's been on the hook the whole time. And, yeah. You know, that we haven't had it. Uh, He's so toast. I don't know. I mean, Netflix wouldn't have them, but maybe Pornhub would. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as an executive producer. You know, and as a Canadian, I can can have my citizenship revoked for even participating in that joke. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, All right, moving on. Uh, It it should be time for Philip in any minute now. Uh, What else is going on here before Philip? Do you mean Prince Philip? (laughs) Before Philip, open open call, open season. Who wants to mention any story? Oh, gosh. Uh, hey, uh, mane and tail. We should we should really get an endorsement deal with them because I don't know if I used it when I was at your place or your wife told me about it, but that is fabulous product. What what is mane and tail shampoo? 
Oh, you and, used and, it. And, yeah, I bought at the, the okay. moment that I, I don't know if I got back from your place or Lisa had mentioned it to me or what. All right. For people I, that don't know this, yeah. there is a shampoo with a picture a of a horse on it, yeah. and it is actually horse shampoo, hmm. but it is a poorly kept secret that people love it. It's called Maine, M-A-N-E, Maine. not the place in Millinocket. Yes. And tail, T-A-I-L, and... Um, when I when my wife bought it, I was like, "Did you go to the uh, tractor supply by yeah by accident <laughs> the, the equestrian store?" Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and then I used a little bit of the lather, and yeah. damn, damn, that stuff's good. Yeah, and it lathers up like a mother. Mm. It really does put on a lot of soap, get a lot of sides out of it. And I've been getting, I'm going full Jesus with the hairdo, so I'm getting a lot of compliments. Are you really? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, do you think that makes us, do you think it qualifies as a fetish? No. To use no. horse shampoo on your, on a human? Oh, my name is not, <laughs> it's not a fetish. My name might be Ed. I'm not Mr. Yeah. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe it depends on where you use it. <laughs> For the whole horse experience. Hang on. I gotta go. Okay. All right, now Philip is not there, which means I may not have spelled his name right. No, I think I got it. (laughs) Sorry. Wilbur. Beating the dead horse. (laughs) See. Alan Young, another fine actor. Yeah? Oh, God, yes. That was a great show. When I was a kid, I actually really believed it. That the horse could talk? Yeah. You I didn't wanted, know there was what? peanut butter under the lip? Come no, on, Bob. I read it that just peanut butter, right? Yeah, I read it that was, like yeah, when I was yeah. 40. No, I was, <laughs> I was like, I was pretty convinced it was a talking horse. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, PK is here. Uh, I say that partially because I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. I hope I get his name right. Philip Kopsinski worked in corporate America for 10 years before beginning his comedy career, which oddly wound him back in the corporate world. He does a lot of corporate gigs that's where the money is but he also does stand up from uh, all over the united states all over uh the u.s and uh he is a good friend of uh, my son andrew rivers let's see if we've got a good connection philip welcome to the bob and zip cast with ed kelly how are you i'm doing all right how you doing how's the connection all right oh it looks good i'm going to turn you up a couple db but you you aced it my friend right sweet yay you aced my name wait that's how would they say it in the old school kopsinski <laughs> Yeah. Cup, is it cup like a cup? Cups no, no, no. It's cop like all those people everyone hates right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds a little it's, like uh, Romano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get a lot of uh, Kermit the Frog too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, Kopsinski, three like three words, like a cop that sins and then uh, you know gets uh, gets put on leave for shooting a guy and then gets to go skiing. <laughs> sure. <That's, laughs> yeah. Current, current events have really you know, helped the. Uh, by name. the way, do you work with toddlers? Because I use these kind of tricks to to, to get well, people to remember stuff myself. I, oh. I'm a stand-up comic in front of a lot of drunk people. So in a way, yes. uh, I used to. <laughs> All right. Uh, now you're home, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am uh, I am in my uh, in my our little office that we have that my is now our, our office and our school. uh, (laughs) it's everything man yeah Yeah. it's and also you know our hair salon i don't have those nancy pelosi connections Uh, (laughs) that's right i didn't get 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, it's, it's, you think how crooked are politicians, but we really had to worry about the underbelly of the salon cartel that she's a part of. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> that was a crazy story. And then yes, that it was, was then that it was a setup. And by the way, I don't know if saying it was a setup makes you look any smarter. I absolutely agree. I mean, the poor lady you know, you gotta, you gotta come at it with sympathy. I mean, kindness is always the answer. She should have gone to that lady and, and tried to talk to her directly rather than call out a woman who's probably losing her, her business over the past six months. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think it was a good look. You know, it's just everybody right now, there's no way to not be a hypocrite. I mean, I judge people when they don't have their masks, but you know, as soon as I want to, as soon as they can't hear what I'm saying, I'm like, no, I'm looking for the pears in your store, and I take it down <laughs> off my. Yeah. So it's like we're all we're all hypocrites here, you know. It's like it's just you can't you can't win in this current climate, man. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. just there's no winning, dude. Mm. Now, uh, Philip uh, Andrew is on the road today. I forget where he flew to. I think it was. Uh... I believe he's in Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay, so oh, he that's right. He yes. flew into Milwaukee. He posted okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So um so he's flying and doing it. I think he feels obviously at his age that he, well first off he needs to eat cuz we we help but we're really happy when he finally moved out of the house for good. <laughs> uh, but yeah. also I think that the risk factor for him is low enough and he's, and the planes are empty enough that if he gets a gig, he has to take it. How about you? Are you doing any of that or are you, would you say you're more uh, or less uh, than I, Andrew? As far I have as been avoiding planes. I am now, you know, Andrew can't take any local gigs because he is all the way in Western Washington. I actually, I live in Spokane. Mm -hmm. So Idaho is pretty open. Oregon's pretty open. Uh, so I've been doing gigs here and there. I mean, it, the, the workload has gone down right, I mean, right. considerably. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it feels pretty, it, there's a weird mixture of like irresponsible, like just, you feel like you're just irresponsible. Right. Like you walk in, you think, am I, am I the super spreader? Is this why? <laughs> you are could we, be right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we causing, are we causing this? Now, uh, I Idaho, if I remember correctly, is full of white supremacy. So, uh, masks would not be allowed there. Right. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. They actually passed a mask mandate in Coeur d'Alene, which I'm, I'm just, is right, is right across the border from me. And, and nobody, um, nobody's doing it it's uh right. it, it's wow. it's it's like yeah i mean you walk around and they don't have any social distancing so they're packing the places and i i actually just did a gig over there and i showed up in a mask and i was because the way these shows usually run you take up you wear a mask you take it off you go on stage right and uh nobody was wearing nobody in the audience no one guy was wearing a mask and i was like oh thank goodness one you know one guy and you know it was funny it was the, it was one black guy in the audience and so i was like okay feel like it's there's no white supremacists here right now uh you know because it's it felt safe i'm like all right we're gonna i can make fun of i can say whatever i want because I've, I've been in those scenarios out here man and uh right you've been in a really really rural place where you have to be careful i've i've walked into a gig where a bumper sticker says white power <laughs> With the uh, oh, Iron Cross. That's not the wow. name of the comedy club, though, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, That's okay. just the... Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, the worst part is, I'm like, dude, my best opener is a black guy man you guys are you're, you're you know what you don't deserve him <laughs> so i just i just i stopped wow. i know 
but you don't you don't know that until you show up and you're in the parking lot you know right. like, well yeah. wow maybe yeah you know yeah maybe that's the guy that just got drunk here last night and left his car is <laughs> <laughs> oh man now so you walk in and there's a bunch of shaved heads skull oh. tattoos and you're like well Uh-oh. nope this is <laughs> this is the real deal yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully i don't get hit with the pool so cue. do you adjust your material i mean because you can't tell like Prius jokes or no? Uh, I uh, oh yeah, you can't, can. you can't talk yeah. about lattes at a place like that, can you? <laughs> uh, no, no. That's if I'm going to tell you know a latte joke might be the most dangerous thing you can say because they're like, wait, are you from Seattle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, it's for real, man. No, I just uh, you know, I just I just make sure I have a clean uh, you know, uh, path to the exit is really <laughs> just in case. Yeah. The yeah. main adjustment that I have to make. Uh, so I, a little bit, but I don't, you know, I, I'm from this area. So, you know, I, I connect to rural audiences a lot of times anyway. I mean, I grew up in a, like 400 people, you know. Uh, a town with it, 400 people? Yeah, I actually grew up outside the town. So that was like, if we we're like, hey, we're going to the city, we go to that town. And, uh, <laughs> dude, it was it was like the the the, uh, the sheriff. I always say the sheriff didn't have any authority because, like, we all went to high school with him. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, so he was. We actually there, I and mean, you knew every like. I there's a guy I've never even met him. This dude, and I, but I know all his business. I've never met this guy. I know he got in an argument with his wife. He shot her. He went to jail. He started sleeping with the prosecutor. He got cheap legal, uh, like he got conjugal visits. He then got off from sh- killing his wife. Went back to town, and everybody would call him Boom Boom. <laughs> when he got back into town. <laughs> boom, boom. Okay, you are oh, rural. Can, uh, uh, Sheriff Barney, you know this guy, Philip, don't yeah. you? Isn't he funny? <laughs> I've seen him before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got our eyes on him, Bob. <laughs> yeah. You can keep an eye <laughs> on him, but, but he is funny. Uh, you got to say, that is funny. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've never even met Boom Boom, but I've I've actually talked about a little bit about him on stage. And what, I, I like in a... a in Spokane, and someone came up to me, and they're like, "Man, where are you from?" I'm like, "Rockford." I'm, like, I'm on. I'm from Fairfield, next town over. You knew Boom Boom Stan's brother, and it's like, "Holy cow, man!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. does yeah. this explain MAGA to you? This sort of thing, <laughs> yeah, man, dude. I just, I so, I just drove from. I, we had some relatives in um, Missouri. Say, they're in Missouri. We drove over there. They had a baby. It's my my brother in law. They had a little baby, and we didn't want to fly, so we just we drove. You know, as everybody's my kids are out of school. My wife works in the school district, so I was like, let's just go have a road trip. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, the uh, the MAGA people are way more enthusiastic uh, uh, in the rural yeah. areas. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't see a single Biden sticker, but I saw I saw farmland that are just dedicated to trump i mean homemade i've never I've never seen so many homemade billboards right you know, yeah. I, I, you know I mean i i'd love to know what the america's got talent voting looks like because i think half the votes are going to trump right now man it's it's awesome oh, uh, now philip uh you uh you have something in common with Andrew. I understand you did a dry bar comedy special, which is uh, tell people what that is for for people who don't know. Oh yeah, well, dry bar it's based out of Utah, and it's the fastest growing comedy platform. Uh, it's uh, but it's clean comedy, so no swears. Uh, you know, don't, no, not even a, a, a you know, not even stuff you hear on like 
like TV, you know, they don't yeah. even, <laughs> you know, not even, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it is super clean. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't even want you talking about like premarital sex, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really clean. And, uh, but, and but so, yeah. they have millions and millions. How many views did you get? Oh, come on. Did you, I mean, we don't need to talk numbers, do we? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll brag a little. I know you're not, see, no, no, no. That's the, it's the opposite of bragging. Um, have, did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. No. Okay, then it's just my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it's bigger. It's, it's, than a, it. it's a few. Uh, I think it might be a little over. It might be a few hundred thousand. You know, it's each platform is a little different. I think sure. in uh, on Facebook, you got a few hundred thousand. But see, YouTube hasn't gotten big. Yeah, but know, see, right we're not sharing with you how many people are listening to this podcast. Trust me, you're doing better. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. If we're yeah, gonna have, well, if we're gonna, if we're gonna have dueling humil- humility, uh, <laughs> it's not easy probably for either of us. No, seriously, that's a big accomplishment. It's very cool. And now, did you have to adjust your comedy? Because I see so far, I haven't heard you swear at all. Oh, um, well. So if I'm doing a club, I am not a clean comic at all. But oh. I've uh, I actually I. I did improv at like a community theater level for a long time mm-hmm. when, uh, cause I started com- stand up comedy pretty later in life. I started in my like early thirties and, uh, and, so, but I was doing corporate gigs as an improv comedian. So on the fly, you had to be pretty clean at these, uh, these, you know, a lot of times like holiday parties and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, corporate stuff, especially that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even, it's like, you, you got to almost talk to him beforehand. Cause if you're like, Oh, I got all these golf jokes. They're like, we just had a guy die playing golf. Okay. Scratch the golf joke. So you're like, all right, no golf jokes. Holy cow. You know? And, uh, so you, you gotta be really careful. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I transitioned really quickly into doing that kind of stuff just because I was already used to doing those corporate gigs. So I, I have, whenever I write something new, my, my attitude is if I write something and it's a clean premise, I'll just keep writing clean because it doesn't hurt. And it kind of, there's an idea like you go second choice, you know, like here's the easy punchline and then let's try to find something a little a better. Harder so, one. Yeah. 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 And so I, 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 I kind of, then I put that into the, the, the corporate quiver and that sort of loads a little slower, but mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to revolve as much material but you also as as we've found out tonight have a drunk white supremacist quiver too that loaded with <laughs> different kinds of jokes that's, that's a that's a front i mean you know listen as long as the, the there's <laughs> the, let's say drunk rule i i you know i gotta defend a little bit as i grew up in this area no, northern idaho when i was in high school would full-on have the ku klux klan uh have have they would have marches in the streets i mean the guys with the little you know, they'd get out their 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 bed sheets and they'd starch them and everything, and they, you know, the whole deal, man. Wow. I mean, it was, yeah, it was it was wild. I mean, it's in the, this was the late. We're talking the late nineties. You know, yeah. this isn't like this isn't yeah. like, this isn't like the nineteen seventies or something. Uh, so they would they would march and everybody would sit there and be like, boo. <laughs> like that would be the thing. Like, hey, you you want to go get some chairs and boo at the Ku Klux Klan? You know, and uh. And it, it was it was just it was a total trip. There are a couple of compounds, and uh, a, a lot of it's it's more like militia thinking than uh, than white supremacy thinking now. I, I it's, it's shifted. So like it doesn't matter what race you are, as long as you think the government's always watching you, and there's a few lizard people in control. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna help. Yeah, there are. Yeah. 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 Now you've done some. Uh, I don't know if this is charity work or not. 
but you wrote material about goodwill the P- and by the way they don't have those goodwill boxes anymore during the pandemic my wife is really oh, upset really? about that yeah but then they hired you to do commercials for goodwill oh yeah uh yeah <laughs> so you know this is actually why i got an, an, an agent this is why i got an acting agent because <laughs> i was i had one years ago and it just I, it was kind of a cattle call agency and i just it wasn't worth it and so I, I stopped it and then i would just i was just doing random things just you find out through like acting circles and i got asked to do this goodwill commercial and i, I figured it was going to be like a charity thing you know mm. just like you're thinking i show up it is a clearly a professional shoot yep and i notice and the, the, it was basically commercials where you interact with some goodwill item and then you interact with a narrator. And so everybody was acting alone. You weren't acting with another person. And I was looking around and I'm like, I was in my early 30s. I'm looking around. I'm almost 20 years older than every other actor. And I'm like, <laughs> the only reason I'm the only adult is because I'm the only adult stupid enough to take this gig for what I should be pay- getting paid right now. Like, I when that hit the airwave, I was getting calls from people I hadn't talked to in 15 years. They're like, they're playing this thing 12 times an hour, and I'm looking at yep. the check I got, and I'm like, man, this is not <laughs> it should count I mean, as a donation. <laughs> These yeah, are thrift shop it prices. Basically, was <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and they they call, so they called me back in, and they and they were like, yeah, we want you to be a spokesperson for this this. Uh, grocery chain and we filmed these spec commercials and all this stuff and they were kind of like a uh, predatory because it was like at one point i was like i was like well if we go each market you break into i want a, a bigger cut of that market and he's like well don't go too high or we'll just get a chick to do it <laughs> Ouch. And, yeah, and the guy dude, the guy said it in front of like it was i mean his staff was like all women and i'm like holy cow man what, did i just step into 19 this madman yeah. in here do you want That's me to make right. you an old-fashioned there boss well if wow. you drive by his house, there's still a Hillary for prison sign in his window. So that makes perfect <laughs> sense. Um, yeah. Tell me what the phrase hillbilly glamorous means. Okay, so that's, I, I, wow, yeah, you're really digging deep. That's nice. Yeah, so the my not clean album, Hillbilly Glamorous, I came to that because, uh, uh, I would, I would, I was raised in a very small area, but I had like you know big city aspirations. I mean, I, I in a lot of ways I started comedy like the Seattle area because I would I would go over there to do the open mic started and uh i believe on uh the andy griffith call that uh, show that was mount pilot right he might not get that reference he's too young but go ahead yeah, yeah uh, the well the uh anyway yeah man i would i would so it was like i had my i had my feet in both in like but in two worlds in like a world where i was like in this backwoods place and in another area where it was like this crazy woke area like you know if People in where I grew up, people would look at my last name and they're like, holy Toledo. I didn't know some of those were letters, you know, and, yeah. and, and then, you know, and, and I mean, I would I would, you know, I used to do this uh, transgender uh, redneck character and uh, people in small towns would be like, hey, man, that's that's real weird. And I'm like, dude, you've never even. Like you've never even seen so you've never even seen a, a, a non-white person like I was a minority because my last name was Polish like that's it, so, <laughs> yeah. it's, so it just felt really it, it so I always felt like I was like in two different worlds it's like you can't get the hillbilly out of you though when I go to the uh, when I go to cities 
and uh, I, I actually have to adjust my material more for for cities sometimes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel mm. like there's a there's some can be some more you know sensitivities, and, and sometimes <laughs> pe- people will be like, "Oh, that's you know." I mean, I I did Boston for the first time last year. Uh, did not have to adjust in Boston. <laughs> that was they were like, "Be more racist," you know. But, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> now, uh, so where do you live outside of Spokane? So you're kind of on the Idaho border. Yeah, I, I live in the valley. That's what's called the Spokane Valley. Now, okay, yeah, so got it. And just, but yeah. now, to, because Spokane is Washington, so you're you are in both worlds because uh, Spokane must have all the same cannabis shops that uh, that Seattle does, and oh, I, and I'm pretty sure oh, Idaho yeah. doesn't, right? No, in fact, uh, there's a. I don't know if it's. If, if there's a name for this, but there's, I think it's called like the green highway, like after the silk highway, but there's a, on the, the border, the border road that takes you from Idaho to, to, to Washington, right when you cross that border, uh-huh. I mean, there is a, there is a shop I would, and this, it's a, it's a, it's like a highway, like a 55 mile an hour, two lane highway. Mm. And there, there's gotta be a shop probably every half mile to quarter mile. I mean, it's, <laughs> there must be seven. So. In other words, one or two people bring it over the border to Idaho. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I it's mean, for. you know, if I mean, I, I part of I'm thinking about doing it to make a little extra money, man. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a pandemic. <laughs> it's yeah, you got to do what you got to do. All yeah, right. I got Washington oh, plates, man. so they're not going to check me. You know, they check the uh, if you got Idaho plates and you go over there. You, I mean. You might want to take the long way home, man, because that seems. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to take a detour, so because I mean yeah. that's easy pickings if you're a cop. Yeah. Philip Kopczynski, uh, I did see you have a pronunciation guide on your website, which is very cool. It's Philip Kop K O P Comedy dot com, so it is not required uh, that you spell his entire name to find him. Philip Kop with a K, comedy.com. The album Hillbilly Glamorous can be bought on the website for five bucks. That's very cool. And during a pandemic, you know, I think you should get at least 10 or 15 bucks for this time he's put in with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was this was actually my donation. Uh, okay. <laughs> this was my goodwill. Right. I've always and, wanted uh, to be Ray a famous Romano. person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that, yeah. that's... That's a uh, that I I'm I'm triggered by that actually I feel like you're doing a me or Ray Romano I feel like you're you're exaggerating my voice and sounding like Ray Romano Nah <laughs> nah, like that. nah that's not, <laughs> nah that's not that's not he's got a doing. little Ray Romano in him is that what you're saying I'm, I'm saying yeah don't yeah. be still in my game a little bit yeah <laughs> all right uh, Philip very nice to meet you and uh, and thanks fun. for the work you do with Andrew too I understand you guys do some writing together and stuff he's he's a big fan. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a good kid. Uh, I uh, I I think you did good. He's been a he's been a good uh, comic. You know, it's funny. It's like I feel like in some ways in comedy, he's kind of my. Even though I'm like five years older than him, he's like my big brother because he would I would hit him. But then now that this pandemic has hit. I'm like his big brother in life because he's like, I don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My I'm father like, never yeah, loved me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I told him he should just call dads. You know, like you, you guys uh, talking to each other is, is so fun to listen to. I was like, I was like, you should just call other dads too. Any like dad. every day, call a different dad. That's funny. Call That's me. Brilliant. Call Gabe. Yeah, Gabe Rutledge is a, is another P and W comic. I'm like, just call us, and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll you know, when your dad's not available, 
You know, you don't want to bother him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got nothing on my calendar, but you guys. All right. It's a pleasure. Philip Kopsinski, very nice to uh, meet you, my friend. And thank you again. Be well. Thank you. Take care. All right. Good guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. Right on the, uh, oh, if you've never been out there, the border from Washington to Idaho. You yeah. do. You step in another world. Yeah. Banjo like music. I've been there. Really? <laughs> you have been there? Yeah, I was there, man. I was, I used to live in BC, and I would just drive like uh, south, man. Uh, south to Idaho. Yeah. From 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 British Columbia. Wait, no, Canada. Hold on. Canada. Yeah. Uh, oh, you meant BC, British yeah, Columbia. Yeah, BC, British Columbia. Man. Right. Did you when you lived in BC? They yeah. got famous for their BC bud, right? Well, yeah, the BC butt is the best, man. That's some dang shit right there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't lying. That's good. That well, don't be taking up. your van uh, across the border to Idaho. Oh, I, I wouldn't do that, man. Hey, how did you guys get Ray Romano, man? <laughs> it wasn't Ray Romano. <laughs> that was so Ray Romano. I, I know Ray Romano when I hear him, man. That's cool. I did not pick up on that, but, uh, you know, Ray is quote of a certain age now it's sort of like that band that sounds like led zeppelin yeah les zeppelin <laughs> not les zeppelin oh, no you know the, the one i mean that, that that everyone says ripped off led zeppelin oh yeah from from, uh, from uh, here from michigan yeah oh what are they called again god they're from the thumb um oh, that was big on them i got a shirt of theirs uh and i'm having a brain fart this is terrible well, I'll just type Led Zeppelin ripoff into yeah. Google. <laughs> just put from uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan oh, no. When you type that, by the way, you know what you get? What do you get? You get all the bands that claim that Led Zeppelin stole their songs. Uh, but number four, Greta Van Fleet. Yes, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Oh. Uh, bassist uh, Sam Kiska spoke in a recent interview with Guitar World responding to all the claims about them being a Led Zeppelin ripoff which has well, there, to be it's not a ripoff it's a clone uh, the kid sounds exactly like right you know but that's interesting i hadn't thought of about a, a clone is not the same well it is a copy yeah i mean if you shut your eyes you think it's new old led zeppelin i yes. mean it's that close uh here's what he said uh we're not really a ripoff i mean it's not like they aren't the greatest rock and roll band ever ha 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 it's a huge compliment. I think the new record will pick up where we left off and show many sides that Grant Van Fleet has in terms of soundscapes. Uh, I believe Led Zeppelin did the same thing. <laughs> Remember how yeah, they, they did, did that album that had strings well, in it, and then they went that, and they but, did that album that had synthesizers. But that, you know, in a, in a way, it's like was Tom Petty a a, a Dylan ripoff? No, you no. Know, but he was heavily influenced by Dylan. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, their new album came out in uh, earlier this year. I was listening to some of it by accident the other day. Uh -huh. What'd you think? Um, I, I absolutely love it. I I think it's great too. And I mean, it, I turn it on. It's just the kids. The kids got a soaring vocal. Yeah, you know, it sounds like Led Zeppelin, but like none of their songs sound like they were stolen. No, they weren't a cut and paste. Yeah, the production tricks are They're stolen. There, yeah. Yeah, I mean, of way down inside, the pre side, yeah. side, side. Yeah. Woman, 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 woman. <laughs> you need. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
Yeah. Anyway, they are they are having a ball, and they should be. Led Zeppelin. First off, if Led Zeppelin wanted to tour, then you could decide which ticket you want to buy. <laughs> I'd love to see them open up a Robert Plant. That would be a trip. Uh, and I bet he wouldn't mind. I bet he wouldn't. Uh, there are some bands that take serious offense. Oh yeah. Uh, for example, and he's over this now. Yeah. But when Squeeze came out, mm-hmm. a lot of people said they were a Beatles ripoff. Squeeze? I never, ever heard that. What? Never and, heard that. Uh, well, and Paul McCartney actually met one of the lead singers of Squeeze, and he said, which one are you, Paul or John? And the guy was oh, here, <laughs> scarred for life. Oh, my God. I, I, never, made that, I never made that parallel. It's funny, because I, I, I do and I don't. Um, a songwriting team, great harmonies. Yeah. But they were not as accessible as the Beatles. But Oasis, I could see where you could make that parallel, not right. Squeeze. Or remember Klaatu? Yes. C-K-L-A-T-U-U. Yeah. Have yeah. you, uh, if, all right, for anybody too young to remember this, there was a band called Klaatu. Yeah. I'm going to play Canada, it for you right now. I believe, right? The band was, um, so it was leaked that they might actually be the Beatles. <laughs> recording do you remember this no under an assumed name no. and how do you spell klatu k-l-a-t-u-u i believe k-l-a might be two t's T- i'm not a lot while since i U- played U- it over here nope there it is klatu yeah. i think that's it let's see if the song are they is canadian up. um that's a great question i don't know so here was the song now when this song came out mm-hmm. boy and i don't know the year because i don't have the wikipedia in front of me the song was called Calling Occupants of Interplanetary Terry Craft. Craft, yeah. Um, Calling Occupants. Yeah, and here, let's play it. Let's see. It might be in mono because I didn't take the time to download it. Here it comes. It started with some... From Abbey Road, it started with some cricket sound effects. Uh-huh. And then they start doing their thing. Is that in stereo for you guys or is it mono? Uh, no, man, it's in rock and mono, man. Yeah, that's Can you all right. Press a joint. I have to put up with it. So here's how it starts. Press that over here. Here we go. Here, don't drop it, man. The carpet. Man, that chag is off. I'll dub it in in stereo later if you just shut up, please. Tommy Chong. Or Cheech, whichever one that was. Yeah. Both. Again, the rumor was this was the Beatles. In your mind, you have capacities, you know, to telepath messages through the vast unknown. Please close your eyes and concentrate with every thought you think.
Doesn't sound anything like the Beatles to me. They are Canadian, by the way. Oh, they were? Oh, yeah. Okay. It sounds like if the Beatles uh, were... Had ELO produced them? Uh, no, I was going to say if ABBA produced them. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, they have some chord changes and yeah, some strings. Yeah, I like the step, the half step. That'd yeah. be cool. Anyway, that little piece of hype didn't last very long. They're from Toronto, by the way. No kidding. Okay. Jesus. I always like to end on some piece of useless trivia. <laughs> Aim low and you'll always reach your goal, Bob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Thank you to Philip Kopsinski. Yeah, good job. Philip K-O-P, yeah. comedy at uh, dot com, I guess. And uh, Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly will be back again next Wednesday and Friday. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate it. And I'm working. I'm playing phone tag with Spike. Ah, oh, that, yeah. The Spike monster. I'm trying to get Spike to join us. But I also, we talked briefly when the Bob, Spike, and Joe podcast went on hiatus about maybe wow. me recording one with him. Uh-huh. And, and the problem is, both of us are really lazy and used to having producers <laughs> tell us when to sit somewhere and be someplace. Yep. And so he and I have called each other probably a half a dozen times. <laughs> and, phone tag. Yeah. And, and I'll call him and I'll, and I'll say, you got time to talk? And he goes, oh, I'm really busy. Let me call you back in an hour. I'll be like, all right, dude, see you in another week. Yeah. Well, and he's then, a family man. And, well, but then know, he'll call me and I'll be really busy and I'll call him <laughs> back and he's not available. So today I did another back and forth with him. Oh boy. But hopefully we'll have him on next week and uh, and maybe record another uh you know something with uh with him and we'll keep you posted cool. here at the Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly. Let's let's bring it home with a twisted tune. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. It's Spokane, it's Spokane, it's Spokane, son.
Spokane. Dad, dig, boy. Listen, mister, you have to learn a few things you're going to hang around this part of the state. When the cougars get hot, they'll be drinking a lot. Spokane. <laughs> we do know how to celebrate, don't we? <laughs> I didn't make myself clear. It's Spokane. It's Spokane. It's Spokane. Spokane. Well, you obviously ain't catching on. Maybe you need a lesson from Smith and Wesson. <laughs> Spokane. Now you got it. You know, you ain't half bad. Why don't you come over to the place? Ethel and I got some hot on. I got a daughter that'll just love you. She's a, she's a big girl, but I think you can handle her. How tall are you?